This is Lost in the Groove. And I'm Mike. I'm Dave. We hippies have come together to spark change. So together, we give you our society and culture podcast. So with that, let's get funky and let the intro music play, baby. So you have to ask yourself, you have to wonder to yourself, you come into work eight o'clock in the morning, you see a bunch of different types of people. Some people are making coffee, some people are sitting by their desks, and they're about to start their day. Do you ever wonder to yourself how some people actually feel when they're in the workplace? People that are trans, people that are black, people that are Hispanic, Latino, or people that have different interpretations of the workplace being there. So let's take a little tour. Let's kind of explore that and see what we can learn. What kind of ideas can we come up with and kind of figure out what it really is like for LGBTQ members to be in a work environment? Yes. I was going through, uh, I was actually going through some data segments um, uh, from very various uh, law school, universities, et cetera, and just kind of looking at um, what these numbers were showing. Um, I can I can almost definitively say being at work, no matter, uh, no matter the situation, even outside of LGBTQ, sucks. I mean, work sucks for most people. The environment sucks. Like why we're seeing such a huge issue with, um, uh, with uh, uh, company culture across the board. Uh, you, you, you may or may not about uh, some of these things that are happening currently, but uh, companies are having to reflect on their current policies of uh, accepted behavior within within their off uh, the culture uh, and the like. This is uh, on 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 a broad broad stroke. We can say that yes, for sure, work sucks for all people, but there's this. Uh, specific group of people that uh, are facing something much more serious. Um, I would ask the question to you, Dave, um, considering like what has happened recently, uh, have you experienced issues of uh, with being part of the community and being at the workplace? I know you were working remotely for the most part, but what, you know, yes. can you speak about uh, uh, having to experience anything like that? There's a, uh... There's a lot of things to keep in mind. You know, I've worked in restaurants. I've worked um, in actual work environments. I did customer service. I'm, that's still what I'm doing. Um, but there's this sense of weird people that say things like, oh, why do you do that? Why do you wear this? Oh, okay, this is what make you, makes you feel comfortable. Uh, do you feel like this is the correct attire for work? These types of phrases, they're quite generic, but they are things that do come up because, you know, for me, I am a guy. I can sometimes be flamboyant and I relate very well to women. So usually in a work environment, I'm usually around all the girls. So that kind of turns off some people, especially people that are more close minded, where they're like, why is he doing that here at work? That doesn't really feel professional anyway. It's because of society of this idea of man wears a suit, 
has a suitcase, drives a Cadillac, and goes to his work from 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. And a woman stays home with her little pretty apron, she takes care of the little kids, and she waves at the door when he comes in. This type of message has been constantly bombarded throughout history up until now. So the work environment is no different. So personally, it's gotten better. Could it be... Is it perfect? No. Far from it. You say it's gotten better. I mean, uh, I think of the fact that there's just uh, kind of a magnifying glass on the entire subject. The uh, the topic is being looked at much more closely, uh, very similar similarly to uh, how company culture is being reviewed by some of the top companies out there uh, and some of the small ones too. Um, but... I suppose, you, yes, you could say it's getting better because there's a tension on it and uh, people are aware that saying certain things or doing certain things um, may, not, uh, may not be good for their uh, future and their career within any set organization. When you were talking about like uh, specifically clothing, you know, why would you wear this? I mean, uh, rarely would you see that uh, work attire, I want to say. It's business casual. No, it's it's business casual, but you have to remember certain places. I'll give you a great example of this. If a person is transitioning, okay, and they're, they're a woman, that's who they are. They don't feel comfortable wearing pants and a button-down shirt. It's just not who they are. They want to come into work with a pair of stilettos, a skirt, and a blouse. That's what makes them comfortable. They'll get judged horribly at certain places. Some places are more open-minded about it, but others are not. Thing is, work environment is not about what makes someone comfortable. It's not about... Workplace is simple. We're all here to do a job, and that's that. Why is it that somebody's dress or attire is a problem? I mean, it's your job. You don't have to be friends with them. You just work with them. It's not affecting you in any shape or form. You may think it is, but it's not. Well, uh, I still, I still question, like... The, the work attire kind of uh, situation, as you said, the idea is you have business casual. It's a uh, it's a job. You mentioned an, uh, the the scenario of somebody transitioning. So man to woman, woman to man. It's a great. Are, ex- I, I know I well, I, I know somebody like that um, that's going through something like that in Brooklyn. Um, but. You know, from that, you know, I think that's a great example of it because that's the most extreme. That's probably the most, like, in-your-face case. No offense, I have nothing against anyone that's trans. I'm just saying it's usually, you know, when a person transitioning, it's, it's hard. You know, people can notice certain things. But, again, it, it goes back to the same thing. Why is it that somebody's personal well-being has such an impact at a place that is literally just to do a job. Right. I mean, uh, I, I guess if we go back 20 or 30 years, if such a thing were occurring, people would, 
all the other people within um, the organization or that floor where people are working uh, might feel uncomfortable with uh, such a thing uh, if they were exposed to it. Uh, but I, I would say that the the questioning or the the remarks may have not uh, may have not disappeared necessarily. Like it still exists today. Hundred percent. That's I think uh, that's that's why we we are hearing so much about it. But in the uh, in the sense of let's say people who have already transitioned and nobody knows it's uh, it's a lot easier, but it's 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 rare. If you've been working somewhere twenty years and you decide to make this transition, um, I, I would imagine how difficult it could be as your superiors are kind of maybe acting weird because they don't understand what's going on. Like it's, uh, it's strange for them. They've known you in a certain way. Um, so, you know, I would argue that though it should be a, a matter of respect, right? Respect, mutual respect among all within the workplace. At the same time, I feel like if we were to look at both sides, uh, sure, some people might have some discomfort about it, um, whether or not they harass you at work, like that's the question, right? That's the the topic of today, the workplace. How are people being treated who uh, are transitioning, who have transitioned? Um, the the question of um, uh, is there severe mistreatment of any individuals that would be considered a breach in employment law or you know employ uh, em uh, employee rights? So, but when I look at, when I look at the broader uh, picture, I say, this is going to be, it's going to be tough for everybody involved. Now I'm thinking like, okay, that person working there 20 years, that's um, as everyone else who's in that organization is going to feel just as uncomfortable. They're like, I don't know how to act around him or her. But that's, but that's due but that's, to how, but that's due to how society has trained people to think. Society has trained people to think that anything that's different is immediately bad. It's wrong, it's uncomfortable, it's unsettling. But we have seen throughout history that that type of thinking is flawed. Because if we go back three, four hundred years ago, no one had any problem with somebody being gay or trans. It wasn't an issue, no one cared. It only became a bigger problem as society became more religious and using government based on religious practices. That's how governments were formed. Like the English Empire, the French Empire, the American Empire, all of these. So, I get that. I mean, you know, there are people that are been working in places, maybe 10, 15, 20 years in the transitioning. But for people to feel that, that it's uncomfortable, that's because society has trained them to think that way. But though I can understand that point of view, it's, it comes back to the mutual respect, I feel like. You have somebody who wants to transition. It's their choice. You know, you can do whatever you want. It's your life, right? And um, you want to be respected for those choices. Though people grow up with certain beliefs, that's why it's so great to live in our country, 
because you can believe what you want, you can say what you want. And although the uh, the the woke police are always somewhere around the corner, or uh, the 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 PC um, community is out there somewhere looking to bash on somebody, um, you know, all of these groups have their individual rights too to be able to uh, say and speak what they want, and yet they want to uh, they want to come down hard on anybody else who's who may be not feeling feeling exactly the same way and just sharing uh, their thoughts. Well, um, that's, a, that, that's, that's a good point because we have been seeing these organizations that are basically becoming allies with certain businesses. You know, businesses are now forming these alliances, you know, saying, no, 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 we're, you know, we support yada, yada, we support this, we're allies oh. with these people. But at at the same time, how how real is it? Is it an alliance based on actually you know making it better for employees, or is it more of a business practice to no, make more a, money? It's a, no, it's a business practice to uh, save face in the in, in the eyes of uh, the modern world. Um, for example, if we go back ten years ago. And um, I don't want to name any companies, but there's a fast food chain out there that, uh, and they're not the only ones. Um, <clears throat> Sorry. No, 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 no. This has nothing to do with LGBTQ. Oh. This oh. is uh, this is this is more so a a race dynamic. Um, so ten years ago or so, oh, there, there 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 was a, a uh, an uproar and uh, and a change among corporations specifically, uh, I had some insight into this fast food chain, but, um, having diversity became, uh, a top priority for management, like upper, upper management where they were saying like, okay, our restaurants need to have more, uh, African, African Americans who are in management, like lower management. Uh, we need to have more Asians. We need to have more Hispanics. This, uh, why do they do this? This was because of the, the growing trend that there are these inequities, right? It wasn't the idea of like, well, we want the best person for the job. It's just, uh, and we did see in these cases where people who didn't have the skills to take on these tasks, responsibilities were given these jobs just on the sole fact that um, the color of their skin or whatever matched the criteria they were looking for for diversification within their within their employment structure, that in itself is racist, but motivated by uh, motivated by uh, politics, motivated by um, a desire to, uh, I guess, be more inclusive within uh, at least within the perception of people who uh, eat in these places. That was 10 years ago. Fast forward. This is a very similar case. You're saying there, there are these alliances. Is it for the fact that like they want to make things better? Will they get better? They might. Through the, through the process, there might be some things that are improved within company culture because of what's going on. Yeah, but you um, know what? Yeah. But, the, but the, motiva the motivations are not. Right. No, uh, the motivation, 100%. Yeah, no. the motivations are not something. That uh, I would say, like, oh, my hat off to you. You know, you're doing a great thing because you want to. They're doing it because there's uh, something to gain and benefit. Um, so, yeah, that is that is the case. I, I, you know, I would go back to thinking about like what I was saying earlier, uh, re relating to just 
the discomfort of people. You say, oh man, well, that's their belief and that's the, how the world raised them. I mean, thankfully you have that opinion because you're given that freedom to have that opinion about the world. There might be some, there, there, there are facts uh, that back it up too. But ultimately, if we are to share the world with everybody, um, that mutual respect really needs to be uh, more cohesive that sure, someone's going through a transition, sure, there's going to be some people uncomfortable with it. Uh, and a difficult imbalance in between for a period of time until uh, there is more clarity, and people can change their perception about it. Uh, I think you said it best in one of our episodes, that, uh, you know, people just want what they want. I mean, everybody is selfish. And they're at, when, when, when it comes to the end of the day, there are zero fucks given about what another person is doing with their lives because everybody is so self-involved with what they want out of life and what they're trying to achieve. Right. I mean, you know, going a little bit off topic is I had a wedding quite a number of months ago and you know, I don't generally wear suits. I can't stand suits. I can't, I can't stand. <laughs> I bet you look clothes. good in one, man. Me not do suits. How about a flamboyant uh, suit? You know, colorful. Yes. And- oh yes, with ruffles. Every yeah, that that I would. But I'm you know I'm the kind of guy that like I'll wear t-shirts and jeans and sneakers. That's as you know. But anyway, I went to the wedding. You know, I had nice pair of shoes. You know, nice shirt, everything. My family complained because I had nail polish on. <laughs> So I'm like, I dress in clothing that I'm I'm not comfortable wearing. I, I spent money on uncomfortable clothing I generally will not wear. Then on top of all of this, I'm respectful. I come there, you know, I keep the traditions and everything. My family's Jewish and religious. And your complaint is acrylic paint. That's the... So... I get that perspective of like, well, you know, there needs to respect on either side. But there's a level of where, okay, but I did, I was respectful towards you. I I did, you know, take the extra step, but you want to be a fucking bitch and you want to nitpick. Because, again, going to that part about being selfish, <laughs> it's about my feelings and opinions. You go against my opinions how yeah. dare you? How yeah. dare you go against my opinions? Very, very right. Rightfully so. It's, um, you know, this is why I say it goes both uh, both ways. It's the mutual respect. It's not just one sided. So like you did everything right. They still found some, some way to to complain and be unhappy. Um, it's I think that is a little variable that will always exist as we go through society and try to uh, navigate uh, uncharted waters in our modern day. Though, as you said, centuries ago, it wasn't an issue. The the world was smaller in a sense. Uh, Populations were much smaller. Information moved a lot slower. So uh, today, things are not not as slow. Things are a lot fast. But things are a lot more open than it ever has been. Just think about it. Right, that's... That's, uh, I mean, aside from censorship from all, uh, all of social media, it's, uh, at, uh, which definitely exists and it's not great, um, but, but they certainly are uh, 
giving giving voices to to some and 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 not to others and to, i guess that really depends on what the algorithm is uh looking yeah, for but, in but terms you know of something but you know something for i saw this i there was a there was a uh i think it was a latino guy i think it was in la he was in a sephora he worked there he was a he did makeup and you had this white nationalist Karen that walked in there and she just went like <laughs> full on racist and they got it on video and they posted it online. You know, even if the algorithm doesn't work in its favor, this guy, this adorable, he was so cute. Oh my God. I wish I would have, you know, like just like DM'd me like, hey, can you send me my number? Anyway, um, but, you know, at least he had the ability to reach out. You know, he wasn't alone. He didn't have to feel that, like, you know, this this girl is treating me like shit. But, like, oh, I got, you know, somebody's re recording this. We can show this to people, like, see what this person is. It's because we have those abilities makes a community, like the LGBT community, also makes the work environment whole much a whole lot safer. That you know that I, I would say I'm in favor for. Like it's it's good that uh, people can capture these things and uh, and have evidence. Of, um, I mean, years ago it was much harder. It was just one person's word against the other, and you needed tape recorder. That yeah, a tape recorder. Uh, you know, witnesses that remembered every, every single detail and that wouldn't change their story along the way based on their feelings. I mean, getting back to the the main topic at hand for today is like, what, you know, what is the workplace like? So I was going through some of the, some of the, these data points and I found them pretty interesting. So UCLA Williams Institute school of law, 46% of LGBT workers experience unfair treatment at work at some point. 9% um, of these employees experienced discrimination in the past year. 11% employees of color right reported being fired or not hired. I was fired because I was gay. You sure about that? Yeah, positive. That, but that was a, that's a family member, right? Not to say that. Not to say that it makes it any better. Just want to. Just want no, to. No, confirm, no, 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 no. Just want it's, to confirm. The no, story. no, 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 no. It has nothing to do with this job. Um, my brother, my brother doesn't give two shits. <clears throat> Uh, it was a job I had, ooh, long time ago. But what right, happened? But what long happened? Before, long before this, uh, the, the, this movement uh, gained steam. The reason I know that I was fired because I was gay. One of the coworkers, she didn't like me, and I was talking to one of the coworkers, and I blurred out that I happened to have been gay, and she overheard. And then God the damn. following day. After I finished my shift, he fired me. So how I didn't do anything wrong, she must have told him. Yeah, that's just it's just weird. It's so weird to um, to get that involved. I mean, if the work is good, uh, but you know, uh, it's a coffee me, shop. Let, you know, let me let me get through these let me get through these data points, which are which are interesting. It's their data points. I would like to see if uh, I'm just if, giving if, you a perspective from my own experience. No, no, I, I know, but I have I have somebody else in mind in, in a very similar case, though he's not gay, 
or part of the community. Uh, something very similar happened to him too, just uh, um, recently and uh, going back a, a couple of years as well. So continue with the data, 57% reported the unfair treatment was motiva- motivated by religious beliefs. 38% reported experiencing harassment at work. Uh, 36% um, of color experienced verbal harassment. That's, that's a pretty high number. Uh, 26% of white LGBT employees face the same. Uh, 50% employees are not out to their current supervisor. I guess they don't, you know, but. No, no, but, no, no, but, no, 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 no. But, but what, very you know. Bad, the very bad. I can tell you personally, and I'm not speaking for the whole community. That's like the biggest no you ever do at work. You never you tell never your. Mention. Su- never. Never. Never tell your supervisor that you're gay. That That is shooting yourself right in your leg. Yeah. 26%. Have not come out to any co-workers 34 percent have left a job due to treatment by their employee that's pretty horrific numbers they're uh, all um pretty high double digit numbers uh impacting potentially hundreds of thousands of people across the country um you know the person that comes to mind is uh he, he's pretty young he re- recently got fired from a job because um he made the same mistake as he has made in the past uh, with other jobs. For example, uh, a year and a half ago, he worked at some place that just opened up down the street from my shop. Um, and he was working. Uh, he was on break. He was outside. He sees his supervisor and the uh, and an upper management person walks up, like asked for asked for a cigarette. They were smoking anyways. And um, and they flipped out. They fired him the next day. Um, for something like that, the, the last time I spoke to him, which was a few weeks ago, he tells me at work, he, um, he was talking to a a coworker and he, he asks her like, Hey, do you have any, you know, girlfriends that, you know, like to mess around that I can hook up with next day fired. Um, it's. Wait a minute. Why was he fired for cigarettes? Exactly. Well, that's. Maybe that's not that bad, but you know it did happen. The uh, but the reason why I say like he repeats the same mistakes is um, much like anybody else in the LGBTQ community. Um, the best thing to do is not share your personal life. You're there for work, um, and if you show up to work and do the job well and knows your personal life that well, like K. Um, I feel, you know, I feel there's kind of a, a a weird gray area here for me as I kind of think about it. As I as I'm saying this out loud, I, I realize to myself, you know, that's what work should be is just keep your, you know, keep your personal life out of it. Even if you are LGBTQ, um, you don't have to be ashamed of it. You can be proud of it. But what does it have to do with the job? When you mention it, all of a sudden there's all these issues that arise that didn't have to arise if you just didn't mention it. Same would go for the, you know, for this kid that I'm talking about. Like, why would you ask a coworker if they got any girlfriends you could mess around with uh, sexually or otherwise? Um, that That's not considered sexual assault, I don't think, or harassment of any type. No, but, you know, you do make a very valid point. I'm, you know, and I think an important thing is we're not, I don't think, the point to God is is that you stay at work and you don't say anything about your personal life. There are situations where you have coworkers if you're in an open environment 
where you can speak freely. You know, you're working with these people for hours. There's similar situations to you. I've worked with uh, gay workers, other gay workers, trans workers, you know, people of minority. And he's not feel comfortable talking out. The reason why I said earlier, especially with supervisors, especially managers, these are not people you want to give them ammunition. And I know that seems like a very negative term to say about the gay community. No, no, but it's true. But unfortunately, it's true. true. You know, supervisors... Even if you're not part of the LGBTQ, like... Don't give your supervisors ammunition to 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 be able to fire you for some something small that could have been overlooked, right? So it kind of goes both ways. Yeah. No pun. No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! It's crazy. You experienced this just getting fired the very next day after such a thing. Like, um, how long ago? How many years ago was this? Uh, Twenty sixteen. That wasn't that long ago. Yeah. It's sad, man. I I had a I had a job. I worked as a gastro bar in Jerusalem. What the hell's um, a, a gastro bar? You've never been to a gastro bar? It just sounds I don't know, it makes me think of farts just because of the name. No, like, gastro <laughs> gastro bar a bar a gastro bar is a bar that serves food. Okay, sure. Food can give you gas. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> a bar that serves food is called gas, G-A-S-T-R-O, yes. right. gastro bar. That's what exactly. it's called. It's just the name that throws me off. Maybe I'm just being ignorant. Anyway, uh, I used to work in the, the gas part. Uh, I used to work in, the, re- in the, the kitchen. And they all knew I was gay. Um, it was a very open environment. But my man, but my, the boss, he couldn't stand me. He literally could not stand me for who I was. And he didn't appreciate anything I did. Like there were times like I would lift, I once uh, schlepped away (laughs) about 25 kilos, like, like not kilos, barrels of beer, 25 kegs of beer. I pushed up a hill. Do you have any idea how heavy 25 kegs of full beer is? You didn't do it all at once, right? You did no, I had two help. At a time. No, I yeah. had help, but yeah. it was a lot. Yeah, it is. I've, li- I've carried a keg of beer before. But he just, he couldn't see me for a co-worker. He couldn't see me as a worker that really cared about his business, that really wanted him to succeed. Right. And he was going to fire me. That's the bottom line is like, if you've got good help, I mean, look at what's going on now due to inflation and everything. Uh, wages are increasing exponentially uh, to um, highs that are unsustainable by any corporation, which is going to inevitably um, uh, accelerate the great need for automation by almost every major corporation that can afford to make the transition to automation. Um because they just can't afford to, to pay anybody these wages, let alone a small business who, with you know five employees paying those uh, those wages. It's it's out of control. You know, talk to me when a, a fucking Big Mac is twelve dollars for just a sandwich. You know, that's that's what's happening. But here we are talking about somebody that had really really great um, uh, help from uh, employees that wanted to see him succeed and watch his business grow. I mean, uh, throwing that away due to some crazy beliefs is insane to me. 
Um, I think I think this is just a human condition. As you said, right? People are, are raised with certain beliefs. Um, they stick with them till they die. It's really hard to change anybody's mind and nobody likes to be wrong. Nobody likes to admit wrong. It hurts of them. Not. It hurts them internally. It's, a, it's, a, it's an ego uh, complex of sorts that um, the great majority can't really overcome. And they don't even know that it's, oftentimes they don't even know that it's happening. It's just uh, some type of uh, anxiety that comes over somebody uh, that when they feel this discomfort or, or something like that, and they just react. Um, but I'm sorry that happened to you. The statistics that we're just reading are really frightening too. Um, it's also the change. You said something. It's also the change of the work environment. You know, the work environment now is is that when you do a job, they want people that will do their job. They don't want any more of the the bland of just having a thousand employees doing the same thing at once kind of crap because it doesn't work anymore. You know, things are getting more expensive. Automation is becoming a thing. They really want people to actually work. And then you have to say to yourself, is the work environment, is the working class changing? Or is it the businesses, in quotations, are changing? Probably I think that, both. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably both. I mean, there's uh, elements of change in, in both, and uh, businesses are reacting to it. Um, society is reacting to it as we see you know I think I think both of us uh, should agree that uh, work is work and it's regardless of whatever you do in your personal life like at home and you do and you do your job um, you'll probably have a, a better time at work Though it's difficult when you work with people eight hours a day, you develop these friendships with them and uh, sometimes intimate ones. And uh, this information does leak out and it can be really detrimental to. Or especially, you know, we didn't even touch on this, especially when you have coworkers, like a female coworker that likes a male coworker and she thinks he's straight, you know, right. continues I'm, to hit on him. Yeah. You know? and I'm, I'm going to break the bombshell for all of you. Gays don't sound like this girl. Like all of us, we don't sound like this. So a lot of us, when we go to work, we look like normal people. We dress like normal because we are normal people. You we are just, normal people. We yeah. are. We just, just like people. to have sex differently than heterosexuals. That's just the only thing that makes us different. So she's not gonna know, and you know, and it could end disastrously if she doesn't know. So there are cases where it's important that people in the workplace know their boundaries. You know, they know yeah, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. which places sure. to cross. For sure. The boundaries are so important. I think this is, I think we can both also agree that, uh, you know, work conditions need to be, uh, and, and like company cultures need to be um, uh, improved drastically. Um, it's tough to say that, right? Because we have, uh, it's multifaceted. And it goes all the way down the list. So from up at the top management um, down to employees, down to the company. It's, um, you know, people expect results. 
Mm-hmm. And this goes and this goes and somewhere in that list, you have investors of this company. And uh, so people just want to see results, uh, even if that means you have to be a little bit harsher on your employees. Um, people may not like to hear that, but it is driven by the bottom line. I mean, p- people before profits is not a thing and you will not see that anywhere in the modern world. Nobody cares. Um, I can say I've probably seen one, like in and out is a really prime example, but I've also spoken to a lot of people that weren't necessarily happy uh, with how they were treated or what the work environment was like of in and out but the majority seem to be uh, treated very, very well, rewarded very, very it's well. It's funny. It's the same well. thing. It's the same thing like Costco. You know, Costco workers, they get benefits. They get paid like $22 an hour. Um, I've spoken to people that work in Costco and they have a total opposite opinion. It's like, it's long and boring. Everything is slow. They take forever. But at the same time, I'm like, well, you get to literally work just moving around boxes, going around a store, doing inventory, make $22 an hour. It's a lot of money. And then you get dental and medical. I mean, come on. So very, very few companies that uh, that, that do uh, this kind of stuff. That, yeah, that uh, that do it uh, even before um, regulations require them to. Right. So regulations are changing. Wages are going up. Companies are having to figure it out. Right. But there are companies, uh, though there aren't many of them, have already done it. I don't know what the policies are of Costco or or in and out in and out is a highly religious uh, company. Who knows what their uh, what their belief system is around employees and sexual preferences. They probably have the same thing. It's like, just, you know, keep it private. Come do your job, you know, leave, do whatever it is you want to do. Keep it out of, keep it out of the workplace. You know, um, I imagine that would be my attitude about it. I'm not, you know, going to say that I'm uh, overly strict about it, but if I, if I had employees and, uh, and was running a massive operation, uh, you know, I just care that you show up on time. You, you do the job very, very well. Uh, this is my personal beliefs. Like, but you would also want your employees to be comfortable. You know, one thing I will say about my prior employer, and I'm not going to say who it is, is the work environment was diversity. You know, most like majority of all the workers we were Middle Eastern, Latino, Indian, Pakistani, Iranian. There was like, like what the fuck are they trying to do? Build a bomb? What are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> but there was like maybe like only like three, three white, you know, like people were Caucasian out of like 40 employees. Majority of that company was just people that were minorities. LGBTQ, different countries. So in that type of environment, you know, you'd want for people to feel comfortable because you have a lot of different cultures, you know? I think, you know, I think a certain comfort is important at the workplace, sure. Um, But, you know, I would say uh, from a business perspective, uh, like both are important to me, making sure people are happy living 
happy lives, getting paid enough to to live their lives and support their families and and that they show up and do a great job because I pay them to do so. Um, so like comfort is important, but I don't want them to be too comfortable because then they slack off and that is a human trait. And that is not something I pay for. No, but we still do that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Of course we do. Of course. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I look at everything from every side and put myself in the shoes of like every, uh, every case to try and, you know, that it's not black and white. None of the things that we've ever talked about is that simple. If it were problems would be solved much, much faster and people can agree. But since it's not, that's why we have so much disagreement and uh, different belief systems and, uh, we go. We, we all govern our lives according to that. Uh, but mutual respect is probably the most important little, you know, variable that can probably uh, create a little more cohesion. The comfort that you're talking about, absolutely, it's important. But um, the same would be said about like the comfort of all people there, right? You say everyone should be comfortable working there. Well, if that comfort is disrupted because there is a change in the environment with making a transition, somebody coming out to their um, uh, to their employers now. No. And now nobody's comfortable. Like, what do you do with that? It, it contradicts itself. But this is why it's not black and white. It but is then complicated. You, but you know what? It really depends on the employer. I would say probably the best approach would be like, OK, this can be very uncomfortable, but. I'm going to use they pronouns because I think that's, that applies best in the circumstances. Sure. This is how they feel. And they're doing their job. They're coming in on time. We're getting things done. We're working as a team. You take right. that as a top priority. That's Whatever's it. going on, all right, well, we got to just work through it because we need this person here. They're important. They're a vital component. Without them, we're not going to get stuff done. Right. That's that you know, that's is a, the priority. Yeah, that's that's a great um, that's a, a great way of looking at it. If management did have like the the capacity to think in such a manner, you know, um, at the same time, I feel like this is where some of those other aspects begin to arise. So let's say management was courageous enough to be like, all right, all of you shut the fuck up. You know, this person is important to our team. We can't lose them and uh, just be respectful. As a, on the flip side, you know, the, the employees of such an organization might be like, all right, that's fine. But then there could be gossip behind closed doors at work. There could be, um, there could be harassment of sorts, workload being thrown onto a yeah, said individual that's like, hey, that's illegal. not my job. Yeah, it's, it's illegal. But it, they they get away with it. It does happen, but, right? But this is why we. But, that, but that's why we have our phone. This is why we have a phone. At and all we times, should use it, and we should yes. use it, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, I think uh, this is why we're even having having the conversation in general. Is that it is such a problem that these things do happen, um, even if management did say like, okay, deal with it, folks. This isn't that bad, you know. They're not. No one. No one's pissing in your cereal. No, but, uh, but 
<laughs> but uh, then you have that situation, those circumstances that you didn't I tell us like, what kind of pee it was. Um, the worst kind. Okay. Yeah. I, All right. I don't. Sure. You know. Okay. So, so, <laughs> someone who's been dehydrated for three days, not getting enough Ooh. water, and just and just eating red meat. Ugh. Like like sashimi. Uh no. No, like, like, like disgusting like, Jack in the Box burgers. <laughs> I, 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 oh my god! Like three, I like three times a day. I haven't had those in God knows how long. Oh god! Oh god! They're pretty. Disgusting. <laughs> They're pretty bad. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I you know the a, only thing that saves them are those fucking uh, curly fries. That's the only thing that saves that place. I know that keeps it alive. <laughs> Without it, they go under, man. <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> what were you say it sounded important. What were you going to say? No, I, I think a good. I think a good thing to leave off with all of the. You know, with the work environment for people, people part of the LGBT community. I think a really good way to leave off is. People that are dealing with, you know, possibly asking yourself the question, like, how do I approach this? You know, kind of figuring out not the best approach, but the right approach for a work environment and for work relationships. I think that's tough. Uh, You know, I would say uh, we can both come up with ideas of like what could be the correct approach, but um that's it's so tricky you know i i would say a few things that come to mind for me are keep your keep your personal life private and no one's telling you that um that it should be shameful or 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 anything like that like that is your personal feelings i mean nobody should have that much of their personal feelings and vice versa right um be happy with who you are, but at the same time, like how much do you care about that job? If you care about it a lot and you don't think you can get a similar position, keep your private life private. Work should remain as work. And that's that. Um, can it, can it be difficult? Sure. But uh, I think it just depends on how serious the the need is if that job is a one and one and only like protect it with your um at the end of the day again has nothing to do with your sexuality i think a man working at a place at a firm for 30 years right large company um for 30 years and they've been gay the whole time nobody knows anything about their private life they kept it private for so long and there's no reason to ever really bring it up um but I mean, unless if, uh, unless it's a business that sells condoms. I mean, then they have to mm-hmm. test them, right? <laughs> <laughs> so at the highest level of management, does this have enough lube? Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Does this have enough lube? You're going to give me nightmares, okay? You're going <laughs> to give me nightmares. <laughs> I can't. At the corporate headquarters, oh. at the very top floor. I mean... I, and then, of course, like, so that's one opinion I have. And then, of course, uh, what is what is another correct approach? Leave the job and find some place where uh, if you really want to be that outgoing about it, dressing flamboyantly, making it a point that everybody around you can tell. Oh, I'm going to wear a oh, girl. I'm going to wear bell bottoms every single day at work with my kitty boots 
that are four inches what, high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying, dude, is that, you know, if you think you could get the same job or better and, and, and in a better environment, especially nowadays as the cultures are changing, I mean, pursue that. If it's that important yeah. to you to live outgoingly um, and uh, showing it off, I mean, they're not the same thing. And I know I'll probably get some hate for this, but, you know, it's not rims on your car that you want to drive around and showing off your 20 inch rims like um, and I know they're not the same thing, but no, I, I get the, I get the sense sometimes when I have seen it in the past that people really go out of their way who are part of the community to be like, I am gay. And you can tell from the way I dress, the way I talk, the the the, the attitude that I have, and that's like, a, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I you're get an American. That. Yeah, you're an American. You have the right to do that. It's just understanding that there are consequences for that too. You you're not the only person in the world. There's seven billion people, and someone's going to disagree with you. Oh, hundred so percent. So can you handle the consequences of that too? Well, the thing for the thing for me is is that the way that I dress is not like, you know, hey, I'm gay. It's more for me is that like, that's how I represent myself. I I live like it's the 70s. I do. You know, I have bell bottoms. I've got boots. And I like the flamboyant look. Believe it or not, you can look at research. During the 70s, like the love for yeah. guys being flamboyant was bananas. Yeah. Men were wearing shirts like blouses. Okay, with <laughs> yes, I, tight yes, I pants that had little yeah. ruffles and little. So men were celebrated for being like girls in the seventies, you know. Yeah. And it's like, I think of Prince. <laughs> and, oh, and immediately, and, yeah, and the Dave with, Chappelle skit with Prince <laughs> and what he was wearing. That's what that's what it reminds me of. But 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 that wasn't that long ago either. No, that wasn't. It was it. only forty years ago. So, for the way that I see it, is. Be proud of who you want to be at work. You don't have to tell anybody your life. You want them to make assumptions? Be my guest. But if this is how you represent yourself, like I represent the 70s, this is how I live every single day, then go for it. You know? So, all right. We're done talking. Damn good point. Good good (laughs) podcast. I hope (laughs) you folks enjoyed it for whatever it's worth. All right, guys, we have reached that time in our podcast. This has been great. It has been fun, and we got lost in the groove. So stay tuned. Every Tuesday, be sure to check out a new episode of Lost in the Groove. It premieres about 2 a.m. in the morning, and our other channels, Sham Bam with Mike and Dave, which is our Patreon podcast, and our extra special, The Shindig Variety Show. Podcast. Links will be down in the description box so you can vote for what topic we cover next season. And what other kind of content or new ideas and stuff we have to offer. Thank you guys so much for watching. Catch you guys in the next one.